So, Pastor Jonathan Moraz, we are starting our weekly, no, bi-weekly, bi-weekly bi conversations. We haven't come up with a, a name yet for what we want to do with, with this podcast. We could, um, you know, I, I thought of burning questions, but I'm not sure that that, that <laughs> how well that's going to go over. We don't want to, you know, we're not Jonathan Edwards, sinners in the hand of the <laughs> right. angry God here or anything like that. But so... We just want to talk about things that are going on here at, at Trinity Lutheran and, and in the world um, and, and just discuss how God ha has a role in our lives uh, on, a, yeah. on a daily basis with the, the real you know the real things. And I really appreciate uh, the fact that, that you're willing to do this, uh, this show. I appreciate it. It's a, a new experience for me, but uh, it's one I hope that will be beneficial for any listeners, honestly, my first thought is just for our own congregation, but uh, it's wide open. Absolutely, so, we're we're publishing uh, this on the internet, so exactly. you never you yeah. never know who's going to listen and when they're going to listen and and who you're going to touch uh, at at what moment in time. I think we were talking about that uh, last week when when we were sitting here. Uh, it you know it, it doesn't matter what our audience is. What matters is exactly. that God has a role in their in their lives when when they need him which hopefully is you know 365 24/7 yeah, yes. but you know what if you're if you're having a tough time in your life and you're reaching out and you want to ask have a question um, that we address in this uh, in this podcast that's a good thing yeah our our god is not a passive god you know he's not a god that he's not the watchmaker god that just created a world and wound it up and is just letting it run on its own means. You know, he's a God that is involved. Uh, and I know, and I know, you know, there's such a wide category, but so many people struggle with that because of the things they see that go on in the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, if God's involved, why this, why that? Um, but I hope that's some of the things we'll address over time. Absolutely, absolutely. We we might get to a topic today, but this is pretty much just our introductory podcast, yeah. uh, just for us to you know see how this turns out. Number one, yeah. um, hopefully yeah. it turns out well. I'm sure that it will. Uh, but also, you know, when you do your first podcast, you're doing an introduction. You're letting people know who you are, and and so I guess uh, real quickly from from my point, I guess as as the host. Um, I'm a retired Navy officer. I've been a Lutheran since I was born. Okay. <laughs> I'm the yes. son son of a Lutheran pastor. Um, and I also, uh, let's see, I'm, I'm a Navy retired Navy public affairs officer. I've been attending Trinity um, pretty much since 1995. Okay. Uh, and we're celebrating, I guess, our 98th anniversary this year, getting ready for Bay 100. Yes. Um, yep. And uh, that's pretty much my background. But I, I've always been curious about faith and about what it means to be a Lutheran and, quite frankly, what it means to be a Lutheran in the world today. And so, yeah. uh, as a congregate member of yours, my my job here is probably just to ask you questions that you would you would expect to receive from anybody. Sure, so I'm def sure. definitely not a Lutheran intellectual by any stretch of the imagination. So that's not what this show is going to be, at least coming from, from my perspective. Right, okay, um, sure. That sounds so, reasonable. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. Uh, what about yourself? What's your background? 
Lutheran. I'm, again, like you, born and raised Lutheran. Uh, actually, born and raised the early years as Wisconsin Synod Lutheran, uh, but served as pastor in the Missouri Synod as, as pastor here at this uh, church in Norfolk, the Trinity Lutheran on Granby. And uh, I've only been here just about two and a half years. I, I was called here from the Midwest. Uh, spent most of my life in the Midwest growing up, but I've lived all over the country. Um, I mentioned in a sermon some time ago that uh, the, where we currently live, my wife and I, that is the 26th home address I've had in my life. Wow. So, mobile. Mobile. <laughs> mobile. Not lived in one place long. Not connected to the military at all, just mm-hmm. happenstance and work, but uh, we came here from Nebraska. Uh, thank God for that. It's cold back there in Nebraska. Hmm. I grew up in Iowa, so I know what cold is. Um, but we're enjoying living out here and serving. My wife's a nurse. And uh, and this is not your first career, though. Now, now you've been Lutheran uh, all your life, and you've had a great deal of interest in becoming a pastor, but that, that wasn't your first vocation. That's correct. In fact, I, I went away to become a pastor in high school uh, for a couple years in Concordia, Missouri. But, uh, and I will say, wisdom on their part suggested that I might consider another vocation. And uh, so I, I ended up getting a business degree from the University of Iowa. I went into business uh I was in management for a nationwide company, and uh, then I moved into the wholesale side of the business and uh, worked wholesale based out of Phoenix, Arizona, for a number of years. And but that call it never left me. Uh, you know, even as I was acting as a, a rep in Phoenix, and uh, I was pretty bold about my faith. Uh, I would talk to people of the Christian faith, brothers and sisters, and and say, I, I don't think this is what God has planned for me overall. I'm not sure what he has planned for me, but uh, I just don't think I'll be doing this sales rep stuff for the rest of my life. And it turned out that there was a series of events that took place that uh, gave me the opportunity to uh, consider going to the seminary. Uh, I prayed about that. My wife prayed about it. We had younger children at the time, and um, but we were led to pursue that. And so I went to the seminary when I was 42 years old hmm. and uh, completed my studies when I was 46 and then received my first call, which was that church in Nebraska. Uh, in fact, that is where that was the one place I lived longer than anywhere in my life. Never lived anywhere in my life longer than five years. We were there for thirteen, hmm. but we came out here, and uh, God <clears throat> called me through the congregation here. Um, again, prayerful consideration. Um, we believe that this is where God would have us go. So my wife and I, we we came out here. You know, this question has a tendency that could become 
a six-hour conversation. <laughs> but that, that's not that's not what the question is. It's meant to be. I I know. Um, there are people who may be listening to this for the first time who are just interested in who God is mm-hmm. and how He works in a person's life. Uh, you know, again, we didn't necessarily have a super... My dad left the ministry when when I was very young. Okay. Um, and so when... I mean, I was Lutheran, uh, and we would, we would go to church periodically, but I would not necessarily... You, you, would, you would definitely not characterize the James that you see today... Um, right. as the, as the kid, kid that I was, okay. Right, that right. Very, very, very different, different, um, mindset. Uh, and so going through basic training in the Navy, I was exposed to a whole bunch of different faiths. Um, yeah. I went and attended different services of these different faiths, uh, and eventually, um, you know, through a whole series of events, I did find myself back in a Lutheran church, Missouri Synod Church, a.k.a. Trinity Lutheran, in 1995. Something similar happened to you when you described your your path, that, you know, you you think you're doing one thing, you think you're going to go one way. Right. Um, God takes you somewhere else. You know, you and I know that this is what's happening in your life, that God, yes. God takes you, you know, somewhere else. It's often easier to see in yeah, retrospect. In, in retrospect. <laughs> so here's the six-hour question that i just like you to formulate and maybe sort of an elevator Give you a pitch. a two-minute answer. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, how does an individual experience God? How do you initially try to approach or let him into your heart how does how does that that happen because it's nothing really you do is it it's not something you do in fact even the way that question's phrase would sound like you know how do you let someone in your heart how do you approach him uh the bible is actually pretty clear about this that we are born enemies of god we would have nothing to do with God. Uh, we want nothing to do with God. Our sinful nature has totally kept us away from God. And it's only in God's activity coming to us that we're brought to faith. Now, that happens in a bunch of different ways. Um, but, you know, he has these means of grace, these ways that he comes to us in word and sacrament is how we speak about it in the Lutheran Missouri Synod that uh, we believe that the Bible is his holy inerrant word Uh, that this is actually God speaking through uh, the people, the authors of, of scripture and it says in there I mean pick your spot um that you, Jesus says, you did not choose me, I chose you. That we cannot come to God. That we were dead in our trespasses when God comes to us. And I think most of us realize that dead things can't do a whole lot of activity. Uh, 
So, I mean, when, when God comes to us, there is a literal resurrection, a rebirth, a renewing of life. And uh, he, he does that through the Word. And that Word might come through a pastor, might come through your parents, might come through a neighbor, might come through a friend. Uh, you know, God uses many people to uh, enlarge his family. Um, this past weekend, we had, uh, were able to witness one of his means of grace, one of the ways that he distributes his grace, and it was through baptism. We baptized a, a young child. Uh, I think she's about probably less than three months old. And uh, her parents brought her to the font. Her, she had sponsors that spoke on her behalf. I was privileged to apply water to her and to speak the words that God says to say in that rite. Um, baptized her in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. But, and the congregation even made commitments with regard to, in case that uh, um, the parents or even the sponsors could, were not able to do the what they promised to do on her behalf, that the congregation would encourage her and try to see that she was raised in the faith, etc. But all that activity, parent, sponsor, congregation, me, None of it was our doing. Every bit of it is God working through his people. I think if you get around some theologian types, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, we can call I'd them... I'd say we're all theologians academic to some Lutherans, degree. But, yeah. you know, some, some folks who really like to, to dig in the weeds in terms of Scripture, or you know, break out the catechism and say, right, hey, you know, right. this is Article 3. Um, yeah. There is there is something like that. That's why I'm I'm pointing pointing it out. Uh, is that in the Apostles' Creed, uh, talking about believing in the Holy Spirit, yes. and in the explanation that comes from Mar- Martin Luther, yes. uh, who this branch of faith is is named after, much to his chagrin. Right, um, that's correct. Maybe a story for another time. But yeah. this is, oh, by the way, the 501st anniversary, anniversary. of the Reformation. Maybe <laughs> that'll be our next podcast. We'll talk about talk about 501 um, and why we are Lutherans to, yes. to that extent. Yeah. So that, that good idea, Pastor. We'll, <laughs> we'll do that next time. Um, but uh, no, what what is it about the Holy Spirit moving inside of us. Where does that come from and where is that yeah. bi- where is the first well, time we really the spirit see that biblically? Is, the spirit is the activity of God. It is one of the persons of God as we believe, teach and confess and and you referred to Martin Luther this the third part of the uh, what we call the third article of the Apostles' Creed, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, etc. Um, Luther explained it this way, I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord, or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has you know, called me through the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, etc. This is the Spirit's work in us. Now, we have no qualms or um, make no apologies for saying we, you can't fully grasp God's activity because it's God. <laughs> he's, he's so far above us in terms of 
you know, as he says in his own word, his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. That's true. But, you know, the fact is that uh, he says, this is, this is the way that I, you're brought to faith. The Spirit enters you, bringing faith that receives the promises that have been made by God. And those promises are that if you trust in his Son and in the work of his Son, Jesus, and only in his work, not in yours, then you will be forgiven of your sins and you will experience eternal life with him in a place that he's prepared for us that we call heaven. I would imagine that in your upbringing, you probably got similar parenting that I received as well. And I think it you can see it uh, throughout the entire United States. It's probably not exclusive, to, and it's definitely not exclusive to the United States, but mm-hmm. you know, there is this thing called the, the, the American work ethic. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And this mindset that you can pursue the American dream, you can achieve your yeah. own successes, you can, you know, with well, enough you pull yourself work, up by your own your bootstraps, and, and yeah, you know, exactly. you're going to be able to, to knock it out of the park. In our society, which emphasizes the individual and individual effort so much. How do you connect with an individual the fact that it's not you? Surrender to God. This is one of the difficulties that we see often in some of the other, uh, even though there are brothers and sisters in Christ, there are other denominations that um, put varied amounts of emphasis on their works in terms of completing uh, whatever's needed for salvation. And I'm working on a sermon right now uh, where I talk about, you know, Jesus says, uh, the, the disciples ask him, how can we be saved? What can we do? And Jesus says, with man, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So, what we have is a God that does impossible things. We can't do them. We're not like, uh, you know, God did 99.9% of it, and we just have to do a little bit. Or, uh, you know, some people even turn faith, for instance, into a work. You have to have enough faith. You have to... Faith is given by the Spirit. So, you know... There's nothing that we contribute in any way, shape, or form. And part of uh, that, as I mentioned before, is that we're dead. The word in the Greek is necros. We get words like necrotic flesh. My wife's a nurse. She will tell you necrotic flesh is really, really dead. Yeah. There's, there's nothing left there. Um, God resurrects that and brings. So you can do, you can help as much, you know, I, I put it this way sometimes. Uh, again, OR nurse, doctor in there, um, somebody flatlines, no heartbeat. Uh, they don't start yelling, come on, try as hard as you can. You can do it. 
that person cannot do anything. Uh, whatever happens has to happen from the outside. And so that would be, in this case, the example, doctors and nurses getting the paddles, charging them, applying it, shocking them, etc., trying to start the heart again, okay? God does not say, I've done my part, you have a little bit left, um, because we're dead. Yeah. We, we, there's nothing we could contribute. He does it all. On the cross, when Jesus gave his life on our behalf, paying the penalty for our sins, one of the words he speaks from the cross, in the Greek, tetelestai, which means it is finished. It's finished. So, one time I was with my youngest daughter. Daddy, let's make a cake. We go into the kitchen, we get a mix, you know. Um, she was about two years old, two or three years old. She was very young. So she just watched. I made the mix, we made, you know, put it in, we put the cake in the oven. We brought the cake out later. I made some icing. We iced it. Uh, or, you know, I did. I decorated, etc. And at the end, she said, um, look what we did. <laughs> I said, yeah, I mean, that's what, but I mean, I did it. She goes, I, what can I do now? I said, you can eat it. <laughs> because that's, you know, God provides, he gives us. And then really all we do is receive it. So, greatest gift. Yeah, the, <laughs> there's no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah. What would you leave uh, the folks who are listening to this particular podcast, those who are struggling with these questions and, yeah. and are trying to, to find the answers? What, what's their next steps? Yeah, God, God, I mean, when you're under the fire, you it's hard to think, uh, does God really know I'm here? <laughs> Is it? Um, I can tell you through his word and his promise that he's always here. He's always with us. Um, you know, we'll get into some questions maybe down the road with, well, what about when this happens? Where was he then? And what about this? And uh, those are things that we can talk about. But uh, I can just tell you that God has promised that he is with us always. And uh, when you hurt, he hurts. And he has gifts for you that no one else can give. So rich or poor, young or old, sick or healthy, um, I mean, we're all dealing with different things. Uh, to step back and objectively and, and look and say, uh, the God who created the universe is the God who died for me. And no matter what's going on in my life here, uh, he offers me eternal promises. Pastor, thank you so much uh, for, for this inaugural podcast. It's been fantastic. Would you mind leading us in, in a prayer? Absolutely. We pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for all the gifts that you give us, the ones that we recognize, the ones that we take for granted, but we most of all thank you for the gift of your own life that you have 
put yourself in our place, that you pay the penalty for our sin, and that uh, you give us in exchange eternal life. We pray that the people that listen to this podcast are blessed by it and that uh, people are brought to faith and, and included in your family. We look forward to that and eternity with you in heaven. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So this has been the initial uh, Trinity Lutheran podcast. We're still searching for a name. Perhaps God will give that to us. If you have any questions for us that you would like to include on the program, please send them, at least for the short term, to tlc at trinitylutheranorfolk.org. That and title is subject line podcast. Well, uh, that way uh, the administrator knows what this is. Uh, and so we'll, we'll start there. Um, also, you should, you could potentially be seeing this uh, on our website if you want to leave a comment there. Um, that'd be great and fantastic. Uh, and we'll consider your questions. Um, also on Facebook, uh, where you may be viewing this as well, um, <laughs> you can leave your question there. If you have a question, just leave it. And, and we'll, we'll certainly, certainly take it on board and talk about it. Next week, uh, we, we probably are going to look, or, or not next week, but the next two episode, two weeks, uh, we will look at the Reformation and discuss the huh. importance of the Reformation um, in terms of not, oh, you know, I'm so proud of Martin Luther, yeah. uh, even though we are, but why we have such pride in, in the Reformation, Martin Luther, um, what, what the point uh, of that is in terms of uh, con- reconnecting us yes. to, to God and space. So, um, Pastor Mraz, thanks again. Thank you much. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Uh, if you want to know more about Trinity Lutheran, go to trinitylutheranorfolk.org. And also, you can find us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our worship services. Traditional, we are your grandfather's church uh, at 6001 Granby Street in Norfolk, Virginia. Take care. God's blessings to you. It's the TLC Podcast with Pastor Jonathan Moraz. I'm your host, Jim Heft. This is episode number one, so it's all about introductions.